We are going to open our Bibles to the letter of Apostle Paul to the Romans. Letter of Apostle Paul to the Romans, chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, and we shall read verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. The title this evening is, There is no power but of God. There is no power but of God. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. The Lord God calls every soul to be subject to the higher powers. The word powers would indicate rulers and different authorities. These powers are given the authority to make laws. All must obey the laws they make. People are to submit and yield to their advice. For there is no power but of God. And this shows that these powers, these rulers, are placed by God. Because God is the ultimate power. You see the word powers and power used in these verses. Power points to God and powers to the different rulers in the world. God is the ultimate power and the ultimate authority. Then the word of God continues, the powers that are ordained of God. It becomes clear that it is God who has arranged or assigned and appointed these powers. This is how the Lord God, creator of the universe, has ordered our society. That the society should have rulers to rule their nations, their people. Verse 2. Whosoever ever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. Now, we are not to get together to do battle or fight against the power. It does not say powers, but uses the word power. This indicates that we should not fight or oppose this power because then it is opposing God himself. God is the ultimate power, the ultimate ruler. It is God who has ordered the structure of society in which there must be rulers. This power to rule comes from 
God. If anyone resists this concept of not being ruled, actually he resists the arrangement set by God. These days we are hearing people say, we don't want to be ruled. We want to rule ourselves. We don't want rulers. We don't want authority. We don't want any power over us. This is a concept of anarchy. These people are fighting against the concept, the order and the structure set by God in our society. Remember what Satan told Eve? You will be like God. You will be like God. In other words, you don't have to have a ruler above you, over you. You rule yourself. You yourself will be able to have rule over you. You will be your own ruler. And this idea that God should not rule over us is not something new. It began 6,000 years ago in the Garden of Eden under the influence of Satan. Now, what are the consequences of resisting the power, resisting the order set by God? This verse continues, And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Verse 2 at the end. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Those that re resist the order and the structure that God has set will be condemned for wrongdoing. They will be sentenced, punished. So clearly we can see that this condemnation is upon those that hate being ruled or being ordered or being restricted or being commanded. A human being's very nature, human's being very nature is to resist being controlled from doing what he or she wants to do. The heart of man being utterly wicked will fight back any control or restriction put on them. And that is why we hear people constantly shouting out freedom, freedom, freedom. People are afraid that they will be enslaved and chained from doing what they want to do. Verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. So logically it will follow that if God has arranged the society to be governed by powers, it will be for doing and maintaining good works. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. This means those that are doing good will not be afraid, they will not fear the rulers. Why? Because the rulers are not to show terror towards those doing good, but towards those 
that are doing evil. Those that do evil works will be afraid of the rulers. Those that want to do evil will be against good restrictions. Take for example, there is a disease that attacks the lungs. It is killing thousands of people all over the world. It is pandemic. Lung disease is pandemic. The government should ban smoking altogether. They should stop producing this deadly, poisonous, toxic substance that kills millions of people all over the world. Now, if the smokers resist this ban, the government will be a terror to those that are evil. Now, God being the power surely hates cigarettes that kills millions of people and drains money from their pockets. It brings poverty because cigarette smoking is very expensive. It brings poverty and it brings death. The order that God set for the society to have rulers should have the same mind as that of God. But the rulers don't submit to God. Now those that do not smoke will not fear if government makes a law banning smoking. Smoking is evil. Science has proved it. Government that constantly bows to science knows it. But they will not ban smoking. Smoking is not banned even during COVID-19 pandemic, the plague that attacks the lungs. So rulers are not a terror, not supposed to be a terror to good works, but to the evil. Verse 3 continues, Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Rulers are a terror to evil. And this terror should make evil people afraid of the power. This clearly means that both the rulers and those do evil must be afraid of the power, which is God. God is for good. Rulers must be for good. God is a terror for evil. Therefore, rulers must be a terror for evil. These two must go hand in hand. Why? Because God has ordained it. It is God who has set in order this system on this earth. Verse 3. Do that which is good and thou shalt have praise of the same. Here again, if the rulers do good and right according to God, they will have praise. And if the subjects, the people do good and right according to God's mind, they will be praised by the rulers. Why should the rulers of the world do things according to God's mind? Look at verse 4. Romans chapter 13 verse 4. Why should the rulers of the world do things according to God's mind? For he is the minister of God 
to thee for good. Why? Because the ruler, the king, the, the government is the minister of God. The ruler, the king, the government is a servant of God. For you, for good. Can we see how the scripture constantly reminds us that the rulers cannot act according to their own mind. They are servants of God. We should never miss this point. The king, the queen, the government should reflect God's authority to propagate God's commands, God's ways. They are God's servant for the good of the people. They are appointed by God to carry out the moral duties set by God. Without God, they are nothing. And being the servants of God, if they act against God, they are resisting God their ruler, they will receive to themselves damnation. Verse 4 continues, But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. You see the tremendous responsibility placed upon the rulers that God has placed over their people. God has placed the people in the hands of the rulers, the king, the queen, and the rulers in turn are given tremendous responsibility. God is warning people not to do evil. Be afraid. For he, the ruler, bears a sword. So God has armed the rulers with weapons. Why has God armed him with weapons? Because the ruler, the king, the queen or the government is the minister, the servant of God. God has placed the ruler as his revenger to bring wrath upon those that do evil. What a tremendous responsibility God has placed upon rulers who are his servants. What authority God has given them to be his revengers and bring wrath upon those that do evil. This means the rulers must be so well tuned with God's mind and his commands. The rulers must also know very well God's righteousness and justice. The rulers must be of one mind with God. Now, dear friends, you know God hates murder. God's command is, thou shalt not kill God has revealed from the beginning that he hates those that kill their children and sacrifice them to demons. He actually destroyed such nations that practiced child sacrifice. We call it abortion. 
And all these rulers know that it is very wrong. All these rulers know that God hates it. Surely they have read the word of God. They have heard it. The rulers being the servants of God should protect these most vulnerable babies in the womb. They must. That is why they are given the authority to protect the good and the innocent. But these very servants of God in whose hands God has given power to avenge those that do evil, they actually have set up clinics in government hospitals to kill babies. They actually encourage even teenagers to experiment sex and if they get pregnant they say that they are there to help get rid of that baby. The rulers are supposed to be the avenger of evil and not an encourager of evil. When God appointed Joshua as a leader and the ruler of the nation of Israel, this is what he told Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law, the book that is the commands that God had given to this nation, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayst, that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. This is what God intends from every ruler to know his commands, to know his ways, to know his mind. Because all good comes from God, isn't it? The Lord told the people of Israel. So he tells the rulers and he also tells the people. So what did he tell the people of Israel? Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13 to 15. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from of the face of the earth. So the ruler and those being ruled are responsible. They have to come under God, the creator, the ruler of the earth. So we see God telling the rulers and the people to fear him. God tells the ruler and the people that the book of the law should not depart from their mouth that they should observe to do according to all that is written there. Both the rulers and the people are to obey the Lord, lest the Lord says, His anger be kindled against you and destroy you from the face of this earth. Now the rulers, when they do this wonderful work of carrying out God's duty, 
we must subject ourselves to their authority. We must subject ourselves to their authority when they do and carry out their duty towards God. Verse 5, Romans chapter 13, verse 5. Wherefore, ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. But also for conscience' sake. God's people don't obey the government because of the fear of wrath, but more so for the sake of conscience. For the sake of conscience. God has put his spirit into our hearts and we are given a new spirit, the spirit of Christ, which teaches us to walk by the commands of the Lord. The commands of the Lord teach us to do good, isn't it? His law is written in our hearts. If anyone understands best the meaning of being subject to the rulers, it is the children of the Lord. For we have been brought from being rebellious against the power, the mighty God, ruler of the universe, to being subject to his holy and righteous will. And being renewed of our rebellious heart and being enlightened to understand God's mind, we understand that our most essential duty, our priority, is to obey God and love His commands. God has taught us that the two greatest commands are to love God first of all with everything that I am made of. Everything. My emotions, my strength, my intellect, my will, my everything. Everything that I have. And to love my neighbor as myself. Here in this chapter 13 of Romans, the Lord is teaching us to be subject to the rulers who are the servants of God. They must be for good and not for evil. They must be for belief in God and not destroy people's faith and mock God. They are not to make themselves God and teach people contrary to God's teachings. To say and teach that we humans are descended from animals is totally insulting to God. Yet this is what is taught in schools and educational institutes. To say that there are 12 genders or more is a great insult to God, for he has made man and woman full stop. Yes, this is taught to our children by the curriculum set by the government that there are so many genders. To allow man to marry man and woman to work, marry a woman goes against the word and order set by God. Yet our rulers support and encourage such marriages. The Bible says the rulers are the servant of God for good. Who is good? Only God is good. Then 
it is the bonded duty of every ruler to obey God and serve God and do good and teach good. We the subjects are commanded by God to fear the rulers if we fail to do good. It is good to keep the traffic laws, isn't it? Yes, indeed. It is good to pay taxes. Yes, indeed. But why? Why should we pay taxes and keep the laws of the government? Look at verse 6. For, for this cause, pay ye tributes also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. For this cause, pay tribute also. Why? For they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Why do we pay tributes or taxes? This is because the rulers are God's servants and they are fulfilling the duties of God. They need to be paid. They need to be given help for the improvement of civic life. They are all the time attending to their God-given duties. Therefore, people are taxed. Verse 7. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. So the scriptures once again reminds us that we are to pay taxes. Customs to whom custom is due. Now custom here does not mean cultural customs. It is still talking about the different kind of taxes. Custom here means revenue. It includes indirect tax on goods, property taxes or toll gate taxes. Here we must ask ourselves, do you honor your government? By paying your taxes? Do you have personal business? Are you self-employed? If so, then you must submit your yearly earnings. You must pay your taxes. It is not enough only to fear the rules of coronavirus and not the rules that government put on taxes. Then, it talks about showing fear to whom fear is to be shown. If the government has set wages for the day, then we must pay the laborers' wages set by the rulers. In this way, we must show reverence and honor to those that are in rank and authority. Do you see how all the time this chapter, this portion of the scripture shows that the rulers are servants of God. They must do the things of God and therefore the people must obey and revere the rulers. However, if such is the fear and reverence that God expects people to show to the rulers, how much more fear and reverence 
must the people and the rulers show to the Almighty God, the Creator of the whole universe. First reverence and fear is to be shown to the Lord God Almighty. Absolutely, in times of national crisis, war, pandemic, or whatever, the rulers, by the duty that God has given to them and the authority that is given to them, must lead the people to worship God. The rulers must encourage the people to pray and to fast and repent together for help from God. Because the rulers and the people are dependent on God. National crisis is not a time to shut down places of worship. Rulers must come to repent before the Creator God. This is what was done uh, in the past by the kings and rulers of the world. Even the pagan rulers, they would go to their temples and pray to their idols, knowing that someone up there is greater than the ruler and the people. So why are they doing it differently now? Rulers are ordained by God. Rulers are the servants of God. If we listen to the rulers not to fear and revere God, we should be afraid of the wrath of God, not only for the sake of wrath, but for conscience sake. Conscience sake. Romans chapter 13 verse 5, Wherefore he must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. Friends, where is your fear of the Lord? Where has your conscience disappeared? Christians have been sucked by the fear of man and not by the fear of God. Like Jonah, we are to tell our rulers to repent and bow before the Lord. We are to awaken their conscience. If we love them and care for their souls, as we always pray for them, we must be willing to stand humbly before the Lord, show our fear for the Lord and tell the rulers, masters, rulers, humble yourselves. King, queen, humble yourself. Put on the sackcloth and repent and come to God. Come to Him. If this coronavirus is sent by God, then you cannot do anything about it. It will perform its work according to the will of God. It is sent by God not to lock the doors of worship, but that you, rulers, and we subjects come to worship the Lord, humble ourselves before the Lord, repent of our sins, of sacrificing babies in the hospital, Stop gambling dens. Stop pubs and manufacturing cigarettes. Company. Stop producing alcohol that kills millions of people. Stop drug cartels that are destroying whole society. If the rulers can make the world, the whole world, come 
to a standstill in one day, surely you have the power and the means to destroy these evil men that sell and manufacture drugs that kills so many of our people all over the world. It's a pandemic. So many pandemics. Rulers, your authority comes from God and God has put you in charge to run this world. Therefore, you got to walk according to the commands of the Lord. So stop promoting unnatural marriages and corrupting the minds of the little children with immoral sex education which will destroy our children's mind and soul. But instead of doing what is right in the sight of God, Christians have turned the order upside down. They have allowed COVID-19 to muzzle their mouths from praising God and glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our King. They have substituted rulers for God instead of being ruled by God and asking the rulers to rulers according to the word of God, we are submitting wholeheartedly only to the rules of the rulers. Instead of reading in the scriptures that the rulers are the servants of God, they now read it as God is a servant of the rulers. So we are bowing down to them and taking their instructions as gospel truth. Instead of making our priority to worship the Lord and fear Him, we are now making our priority to fear and revere the rulers of our times. Truly, the church has changed. The rulers have changed. May the Lord help us to see the truth, repent of our disobedience and rebellion against God, for we have chosen a strange God to follow and obey a strange gospel that was not delivered to the saints. Shall we pray?